You come close to dying, old man. Did I now? You better start talking fast. What would you like to hear? Some answers. What is that? A statue? Well, now, you ever see a statue sitting on a real horse? But they're not moving. No, sir, they're sure not. And neither is the rest of them. The rest? Of the company. Are they dead? <laughs> sure, sure. Standing up, big as life, all 19 or 20 of them. No power in the verse can stop me. What's going down, guys? My name is Alder Dario, and welcome to episode number 111 of the Made Light Oil. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. My dream is for one day for uh, you to read out, like, you know, some ridiculous variation, and it trends worldwide on Twitter, number one. Mm. Yeah. Say so we're a couple of or weeks. Or you just put some, like, breaking news in there, and I'll just read that, but it's, like, terrifying. Like, North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> on the merit, and I just read it out like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's oh, true. So I'm joined today by Aaron. Oh, oh, and I'm Aaron. Oh. Yeah, you know, you're Aaron. Uh, Aaron is going to be playing the role of Loosemore, and <laughs> Loosemore is going to play the role of Jack Brown. What? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really tried to get Jack on like the last like three weeks, but he's uh. He's like got some weird contract with work, something to do with drugs or no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, he said he's like with work until Friday, which sounds made up and dodgy, but you know, what can you do? Huh. All we can do yeah. is speculate. Uh, so I'm afraid for him. Yes, absolutely. This is episode one one one. That's such a like unsatisfying number to look at. I really can't stand it. Like I'm looking at it now in the intro thing that I've written, and it's just really annoying. One one one. Yeah. Stupid. Um. So it might actually be episode one hundred and ten. You know. Anyway. Uh, it's definitely not any of those. I mean, we we skipped two in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but but there was a World Cup one. Uh, which which is not included in the playlist or anywhere on iTunes or anything. I kind of abandoned it, but uh, we should actually do a we should do a World Cup one this year, um, or maybe I can do it and you guys won't join because the UK is going to be protesting Russia's involvement in the murder of that spy in uh, mm. wherever that yeah, was. Yeah, we definitely won't be involved. You see, like. Yeah. Um, the fucking so I don't like a spy got murdered. It was most most definitely the Russian government that did it, and Boris Johnson is like, "Well, we're not going to send any diplomats to the World Cup." Like, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> listen here, Vlad. He's going to think. It, twice. I don't. I mean, like, it's almost like it's not really a punishment. Like, well, we're not going to send the England football team to Russia, and you think, well, all right, we're not going to win anyway. Like, you know, it's all right. I mean, if it was, like, Brazil or somebody, like, quite big, you could use that as a threat, and they'd be like, oh, shit, calm down. But, but like, you know, I mean, the worst, the, the best thing that will happen with England going to the World Cup is we might throw a few chairs at some other people. The, the, you know I mean? Like, the reward for Russia would be England not sending any of their fans over to fucking to Russia. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... 
Yeah, it's such a weird uh, thing where Boris Johnson was like, yeah, no, we're just going to not let any diplomats... Like, do diplomats... Do prime ministers fucking go to World Cups to represent the country? Is that a thing? I don't even think that's a thing. It's like, oh, we're going to have to think about the UK's participation. Like, what? Like, the fuck are you even talking about, pal? Such a weird line of response to take. But, yeah, uh, I don't know what more to expect from Boris Johnson, though. Like, he is an utter clown of a man. Uh, I... Yeah. Every time I see him, every time I hear him talk and see his stupid fucking face and haircut and everything, I'm just like, this man is paid so much money to be like the foreign secretary or whatever the fuck he is. It's, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Is he the least qualified person to do anything like related to foreign things? Like he must be, like in terms of like government, I guess. It didn't like, I can't think of anyone. Was the kiddie rugby tackled foreign? <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> but didn't he... He got given that job of, like, foreign minister after he did some ridiculous thing as well, didn't he? Was it, like, after the whole Brexit thing or something? something he, like yeah, it was almost like banter. It was like, right, well, you've got us in this mess and you're going to get us out. And he's like, no, that's not how politics works. <laughs> Just get the right bloke for the job. Actually, Jesus, sadly, like, that is how politics yeah, works. Yeah, have you seen uh, Trump's like fucking education secretary and she has like no idea what a school is yeah yeah. Well, she, she came across like a substitute teacher like... <laughs> she came across like Jack Black from School of Rock <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she's almost she almost was like a sentence away from admitting she doesn't know where the school register is like, I know where's the register <laughs> like um, oh okay I should call names out <laughs> We should invest in students and not yeah. education. What is that? Give them all money? Like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a crazy world. Uh, and I think no story from the last week emphasizes the craziness of this world more than Jamie Carragher spitting at a man's 14-year-old daughter <laughs> from a moving vehicle. Yeah, but 2-1, though. <laughs> <I> mean, <so. laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because I watched it and my takeaway from it was like nothing to do with what anyone else is saying about it. So the first thing is, how on earth do you conjure up that volume of phlegm? I think he, I think once the guy like pulled up, Carragher like knew he was gonna get some banner. He was like, right, okay, just start developing this in the back of my throat. I think that's what it must have been because <laughs> like nobody's like just producing that like after a second or two. Like that's crazy. It's it is yeah. fucking like it's disgusting to look. It was at. very impressive. The <laughs> amount of fl- I can't believe it. Like I'm always like whenever I'm sick, I'm always blown away by the amount of phlegm that the human body can produce. But to conjure that up on a whim just from hearing the result of a football game is just I don't know. And then to project it from a moving car into another moving car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was almost like shotgun esque. Like yeah. it's right. It's like which was impressive. Like it just uh. It yeah. looks like a jump scare on the fucking video. <laughs> it was, uh, it truly was something else. And my second take was that this father is the worst man in the situation. I actually think Carragher is not yeah. as bad of a person for spitting on someone than this guy is for driving up to a, a car and harassing it because and harassing the guy in the car because he's famous or whatever, uh, filming the incident. And having your 14-year-old daughter right next to him. Uh, and then, obviously, she got spat on. And, like, that's not the guy's fault at all. That's Carragher's fault. But then his response is, Ah, 
Jamie Carragher spit <laughs> on my daughter. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, but it, it was almost like he forgot his daughter was in the car too. Like, that that's what came across. Like, oh shit, she's here too. Damn. Like, it was almost like... I forgot you were here. He said it's a bit like the video of the Everton fan um, in at their Europa game where like they're all like trying to punch the fucking keeper from the front row and he's there with his like five year old daughter in one hand and he's punching the European keeper. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you forgot that he forgot that he brought his kid with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get in on this and he's like, Oh fuck. You feel like in a, in a in a situation like that where you know, like obviously, like if a celebrity assaults you in some way, you know there's there's money in it for you. There's a story here. There's something. So like you're gonna have that little bit of smug, like ah, you've just fallen into a trap, and now you're gonna have to cough up some dough or whatever. But you would imagine mm. that your like parental responsibility instinct would kick in when a man spits on your fucking teenage daughter. <laughs> Instead of yeah. acting like it's some kind of weird fetish of yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He actually said, like, very nice. <laughs> he spit on my daughter. Very nice. That's very, yeah. very nice. And she's like, Dad, will you stop? And he's like, ah. what an absolute <laughs> fucking grade A scumbag. Uh, everyone yeah. involved in that is except the daughter um, but uh, yeah I read somewhere I don't know if it's true but apparently Jamie Carragher has two previous uh, uh, instances of road rage or something like that so maybe that's what it is because people do lose their fucking minds when they're in their cars and yeah well uh, this is a man who played in a YouTuber football match in the summer and stamped on Joe Weller's fucking knee so like, I don't think he's got any kind of self-control when it comes to anyone pissing him off at all. We're going to act like that's a bad thing. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I genuinely don't really know anything about Joe Weller other than the fact that he fought KSI. But um, I think it's it, one of those things where, like, people get angry on the road, whether they're just being yelled at by a random person about a football score anyway. So then he was being, like, harassed, kind of. I mean, it is harassment, I guess. But, um, so yeah, those two things combined, like, I'm not condoning the fact that, that you shouldn't spit at a 14 year old, but, uh, you know, you can probably understand why he lost his rag. Not, like, maybe you shouldn't spit. You probably could, you could have got away with, like, yelling, shut up, you fucking cunt, or something like that, but not, or not in a, like, Essex accent, but in a, <laughs> in a scouse. Shut up, you fucking cunt, or whatever, you know. It would have um, been, like, just, you know, great for everyone if he just wound up his fucking window <laughs> and continued <Yeah>. driving responsibly, <laughs> not yeah, behaving like an absolute like Neanderthal. Yeah, it's uh, it's what weird. do you think should happen though? Like, do you think Sky should like get rid of him? Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I actually, it's it's really weird how little I care about what he did. Like, if the, if this was in if this was in some way different, if it was like a if it was a black guy in the car and Carragher responded with some racist remark, I'd be like, the, I'd, I'd be like, throw him in jail. Um, but I don't know. Like, for some reason, I just feel like the guy who goaded him into it just behaved in such a despicable and uh, objectively worse manner than Carragher did. So I feel like in... I, I, I think maybe when I actually look at the incident, I'm like... Carragher comes across as the better guy here, even though he did the more disgusting act, but the other guy, in terms of just 
morality and legality and stuff like literally broke the law and endangered mm-hmm. the life of his teenage girl in front so um i don't know like i actually don't give a shit it's where i like leave him on the fucking tv like why not you know even the the fucking cunt who goaded him into it doesn't want him to be sacked so uh why not let him let him at it for the lads i think uh i think him being on tv is actually a good thing for football because it keeps everyone like a little bit smarter uh so just do that i'd, I'd rather him than graham Sunas or you know someone like that but I don't know. What do yeah. you guys think? Um, I think football has a weird thing with like punishment though, like because because Richard Keyes and Andy Gray got sacked for what they did, and now it's kind of like an offset thing. Like years ago, was it Ron Atkinson got sacked for yeah, for calling <laughs> mess, you yeah. know Marcel Desai, um, So yeah. they have a, like a history of sacking people, um, but this is like not as bad as those things, I think. So I don't know. But Christy Gallagher um, had two. Uh, drink driving convictions, I think, and she never yeah. got sacked. So that's true. Uh, uh, but it's a weird thing. Like, I guess if if like a footballer did it on a football pitch and spat at another person, at another footballer, he'd probably be suspended. Maybe would he or will get a, a two game ban or something like retrospectively? Yeah, so I guess like um, yeah, like, probably. Sinisa Mihailovic, I think, spat at Damien Duff when um. I think Lazio were playing Chelsea in the Champions League and when Claudio Ranieri was their manager. Um, and, and that's a fucking great memory that I have to, to recall that. I think two guy, when he was playing for Blackburn, spat at someone as well on uh, on the pitch. Um, but yeah, they always get banned for that shit. Like, that, that's, you know, yeah, that, yeah. bringing the game into disrepute or whatever. So, um, yeah. I yeah, there's a difference between banning and sacking. Like, they could, like, tell Jamie Carragher that you're not doing Monday Night Football now until the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to do Monday Night Football now again this season, which there can't be that many more to go yeah. anyway. Like, mm. But then he's back next. Like, I mean, like, so, no, because you wouldn't... If you're a footballer and you spit another footballer, you wouldn't get sacked. No. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Or an impressive amount of phlegm. But even then, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but... Like, Richard Keyes and Andy Gray. I don't know, like, I'm really actually just not looking at this objectively at all, and I don't know why. I think it's because I don't really care that much about football, and I think football has its own weird realm of morality and, and like, tribalism and everything where just things just work differently in football. But, like, Andy Gray and Richard Keyes are just scumbags, and I'm really glad that I don't have to fucking listen to either of them anymore and how fucking tick they are, and, like... Even when you read their tweets and stuff, like they're so unapologetic about what they did, uh, they think that Sky like really fucked them over and stuff like that. Whereas Carragher has been very openly apologetic, and there's also this weird thing I have about road rage, where I do think that driving turns normal people into complete and utter morons. I guess the same way being a football fan does. So, just it's just a combination of things that turn guys into idiots, and mm. that's why I don't know. But it's it's. A, it's a fucking hell of a story, anyway, and it's a hell of a lot of phlegm. So, you know, well done, to, well done, <laughs> yeah, to Jamie. If you're listening, uh, just stop spitting at people, and you'll probably keep your job. There's some joke to be made about maybe he was actually just trying to pronounce a really big word, and <laughs> he's a scouser. So yeah, that's what came out. Um, 
Yeah, so there was one other thing before we get into the topic that I wanted to ask both of you. Uh, because because uh, you mentioned Joe Weller, um, if you could, if you had to fight any YouTuber in a white collar boxing match, who would it be? Ooh, I'd fight Barack Obama. He's got to have a YouTube <laughs> channel. <laughs> the Rock's a yeah. YouTuber now. I'm fighting him. Taylor Swift Vivo. <laughs> <laughs> One direction Vivo, what it was. I was about to say Chris Brown Vivo, but then he'd still, he'd still kick my ass. So, I mean, yeah. it'd be nice if I just landed on him. Because he's a cunt, but... Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. if if I I feel like you'd, you'd want to fight someone that's kind of universally hated so that you can get the crowd on your side. But I can't even think of a YouTuber right now that's universally... Oh, fucking that... Uh, guy with the forest thing who I made a video on and I already have forgotten what his name is. One of oh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, Logan. Paul yeah, yeah. Paul Hogan. Paul. <laughs> Paul the Hulkster. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but KSI is actually going to fight him anyway, right? Or the other one or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, it's fucking... It's so fucking... Are they just going to fight... Every YouTube is just going to fight each other now, is that a thing? Yeah, it's so odd. It's like, um, they just saw UFC and they were like, wow, I really want to talk trash because that, like, those press conferences look like fun. And then they were just like, all right, well, we're going to make a boxing match out of it. And then they went ahead and did it. It's really odd. Like, I don't know, the whole thing. It was so contrived and, like, uh, I respect all the work that they did going into it and stuff. I just don't really get why they decided to have a boxing match. It's just very, very odd to me. But why not? You know, if you've got I the I think reach. the big question here is though, like, when is the Midnight Hour podcast going to fight another midnight based podcast? <laughs> because that's what really needs to happen. We need to, like, exert our dominance in that field. <laughs> We've actually called out another Midnight Hour podcast yeah, for oh, a fight. Oh. But they're they're uh, Christian based. They're a Christian podcast. Yeah, they're a Christian <laughs> podcast. All, all their stuff is about God. To fight them. <laughs> yeah, they won't fight, unfortunately. That's um, <laughs> a shame. Yeah. They won't even help us build an arc. Like, they just, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. But, um, I say we should get into our topic, uh, which is all from Aaron today. So we're going to talk about weird conspiracy theories that relate to celebrity. I don't want to, what are we going to, I don't want to call them fan theories, right? Because there's already an episode of this called Fan Theories, and it's about fan theories of shows and plot lines and movies and stuff, whereas this is about actual real people. So like, what, what, what? It's fan theories or conspiracy theories but like you can put something in front of it like all right mm. i'll think about it celebrity fan theories or something yeah celebrity fan theories that works all right so um uh, talk us through the very first one uh which one are we doing first uh, whichever one you want <laughs> i mean i would go with whichever one is at the top of your list yeah <laughs> um should we start with drake then yeah yeah why not let's always start with drake Okay. So, um, there is a fan theory on Reddit uh, regarding Drake's If You're Reading This, It's Too Late album, in which Drake is a murderer, I think. Oh, God. 
Do you want to go into some detail? <laughs> I mean, out, it's ripping just listening to you like your cogs work in your brain. No, I'm, not, I'm, not explain, I'm not explaining the whole thing, so there you go. Are you serious? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is how you lose your slot on a podcast. Um, oh, come on, do edit in. Okay, so I'll fucking talk through it then, I guess. Um, on the opening track, Legend, Aubrey comes to the stark realization that he's going down in infamy. While most self-assured rappers would mention being a legend with an aura of pure confidence, Aubrey is bemoaning the fact. Oh my god, oh my god, if I die, I'm a legend. Right, I have a fucking issue with this already. I don't think that's true. I think most rappers, when they talk about being a legend, they always fucking say that when they die they'll be known as this good. Uh, the game, for example, in the documentary says, they say I'm next in line and if I get shot, then I'm going out as the Bobby Fischer of hip-hop, which is quite obviously the exact same sentiment that Drake alludes to in this line, so first fucking point is completely mute. Uh, he's realizing for the first time the gravity of his murders, crying out to whatever deity will listen, his sins weigh heavy. Right or wrong, I'm a right my wrongs, they can't live this long. You don't know where you're gonna go. I got this shit mapped out strong. Aubrey is letting us know that he's ready to begin disclosing his evil deeds, though he tries to reassure himself that his victims wouldn't have lived long anyways, and that he does have a plan to get out of this one step ahead of the feds. On <laughs> 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 no telling, Aubrey again proves to be self-aware and unrepentant. <clears throat> yeah, she invite me to the telly. Keep the blade with me. When I go to check a bitch, ain't no telling. A simple social invitation from an unsuspecting him is met with... What? A simple social invitation from an unsuspecting him is met with scene out of slasher film. What? Who fucking wrote this? Drake isn't a British street hooligan. What rappers are bragging about knives? We all know what the blade is for. What? Jesus. <laughs> what does any of that mean? You ever listen to an Eminem album when he talks about cutting a kid's head off with a knife on the Marshall Mathers LP? Jesus Christ. Yeah, police coming round not looking for some help on a case they gotta solve. We never help them. Of course not. And clearly the suspicions are there. Why else are the police poking around a Canadian teen drama star's crib? I mean, he's got a good point. <laughs> yeah, that that is definitely... I, I always thought that line was so, um, like, counterintuitive uh, for, like, your perception of Drake. Like... Drake is not from the hood, and he regularly talks about how he's not from the hood. And that's cool and really refreshing about Drake. But there's no fucking way. If a police officer came up to Drake, he would do his utmost to assist that police officer in his endeavors. Like, that's just the kind of guy he, he uses is. them instead of security. Like, how do you think he did the God's Plan video? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way that he's going to be like, hell no, officer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah. Um... So that's some bullshit. Uh, they think I'm soft, think I'm innocent. I'm just looking in the mirror like I'm really him. In a shocking moment of self-realization, the monster has finally gotten the guts to face himself in the mirror. The most telling song is Madonna. <laughs> okay, I disagree entirely. A dark tune wrapped in a disaffected, almost inhumane, inhuman mumble. Everyone just assumes that this is about Madonna the singer. No, Madonna... This fucking cunt on this fucking sentence has spelled the word Madonna within about four words of each other in two completely different ways. <laughs> yeah. The Madonna of this song is the biblical Madonna, a virgin representative of all things pure. The girl is Aubrey's prize, his perverted Moby Dick. No victim can be 
as big to him as his Madonna. Um, I'm just going to go on a little bit more because this is some shit. As uh, soon as she gets in Ob's car, by the way, you are not on that <laughs> level. Can you can call him Ob, <laughs> right? He's not Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. Uh, <laughs> oh no, indeed. Reminiscent of Eminem's demented same song and dance, entering the car of a rapper slash sociopath is a sure death sentence. Plan this sh- <laughs> Here, right, listen. I'm going to stop talking about this for a moment. And uh, so... Um, if this guy has listened to like the most sanitized and friendly rapper of the last, I don't know, since Will Smith probably, um, and come away from it thinking he's a sociopath, can you imagine what this guy is going to think when he listens to literally any Eminem song whatsoever? <laughs> he's just losing his mind right now listening to Eminem. <laughs> like, yeah. Drake is like... It, it does not get any more like mama friendly than Drake, does it? Yeah. <laughs> like Drake is like. I would it. love it if we go on to another thread now, and there's the same guy doing something about like Will Smith's like Welcome to Miami, and it's like secretly about the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I've uncovered the truth, and you're like, all right, mate. <laughs> It's... The song from Wild Wild West is about the fucking murder of JFK. Summertime's <laughs> about Columbine. <laughs> Will Smith does have a fucking creepy song where he talks about having sex with an underage girl, though. Really? Yeah. Um, but imagine this guy is like Eminem in the song Kim, and he's like talking about all the lyrics, and he's like... Um, yeah, he says that there's a an eight-year-old laying dead with a slit throat, what he's saying here is that he's killed a child. Like, whoa, you've really read between the lines, my man. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Some people may Way to blow the case wide open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's also like a chainsaw effect used in the song. This is not for effect. This is to simulate the exact noise a chainsaw makes when it cuts into a person. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... He ends it with, just in case there was any doubt left, which of course there is not. (laughs) This is the last nail in the coffin. So let me get this straight. Earlier in the day, Madonna doesn't even know that Drake knows who she is. Yet he clearly has stalked her enough to show her, or to know her address. Yet he plays it coy so as not to betray himself. Asking where she lives like he doesn't damn well know. (laughs) (laughs) There's some anger in there. Uh, on the closing track, Jungle, Aubrey goes into a seemingly sweet rant about how he misses yet another mysterious girl slash victim. <laughs> With a chilling sample, the last line heard by listeners is, I'm just like a baby drooling over you. His appetite will not be tamed. It can't be. Just how far will this sadistic saga go? We'll all collectively, apprehensively find out when we immerse ourselves into upcoming confessional views from the six. Wow. Yeah, Jungle is the track that goes like, Rock me real slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... um, One of the comments, I am too high to tell if this is legit or not. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Someone says to talk about a theory in which my 
beautiful dark twisted fantasy is a storyline of Kanye's career uh, which it is so that's not really a theory that would sense that's, that's how albums work yeah <laughs> uh, well I'm not I like how Fuse is meant to be the end of a sadistic saga like have you heard Charles play <laughs> <laughs> Why you always gotta fight it with me a cheesecake? <laughs> yeah. So sadistic. <laughs> um, okay, here's a comment from Sith Lord Milk. <laughs> While I'm not saying that this is wrong, as I feel it's true to a certain extent. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Hip hop fan. Oh, uh. How would you go about differentiating between the people reading too much into it and the people analyzing the album, honestly? I'm just not sure why you, what you mean by too much, as I love both of those albums and thought they were great in terms of depth, although I don't feel as if I'm overanalyzing, trying to pump up my own feeling of intelligence. Really? Well, <laughs> that's good on several fronts, namely that you have no intelligence, and yeah, this, uh, this some serious fucked up shit here. What do you make of it, Loosemore? Uh, well, it's definitely all true, isn't it? I think that's... <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah. Yeah. I've always thought of Drake as a sadistic killer who murders victims really slowly and makes, like, probably the best music out there to get stoned to. Uh, yeah. Great. I mean, I don't think, like, this is Drake's Nebraska. I will say that. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, think I he's telling some larger story here about, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. About, like, the disadvantages of coming from a, an economically downtrodden place that'll turn you into a killer and oh man yeah, yeah. um so uh aaron you believe this is 100 percent true isn't that right orbs if you listen <laughs> <laughs> please don't kill us all. Um, um well yeah this is this is all factually true yeah. How did you get to this point? Like, how did you stumble across this? Did you Google hip hop, weird hip hop conspiracy theories or something? Like, yeah, fucking you stumble loads of these, man. I, guess I think the, I guess this the one DM was the first from... one I found. They got retweeted onto my timeline. Uh, but how have you found all the other ones then? I had to search for them, but this gave me the idea. <laughs> you started searching uh, for them out of curiosity. Yeah, I want to see if there's anything else out there where. Oh, oh, you've got happens, you've just... not got lost in it. You're not like got like drawn pins on your wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he'd like mm. you to believe, at least. Yeah. Um. So I have a good one that uh, my friend, my my good friend Eugene came up with, uh, and he just said this in jest at one point. But the more we thought about it, the more blatantly true it is. Um. So. Uh, Danielle Brigoli is um, also known as the Cash Me Outside girl. She appeared on Dr. Phil, became a huge viral success by <laughs> exclaiming to the audience that they ought to cash her outside. <laughs> Going on to uh, ask, how about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I, when she says cash me outside, she means catch, correct? Yeah. That is correct, yes. Like I mean it's not she's not saying like cash me and then outside I don't like whether she's like exclaiming I don't know what she's exclaiming. Yeah, really, whether whether or not she's using the word cash as a verb. 
Yeah. She wants you, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that is possible. I'm not too familiar with the the dialect. Um, but anyway, this became huge across the globe. Um, and she got, like, sponsorship deals as a result of it. She was appearing everywhere. She got loads of money. She hired an agent. Uh, eventually, she announced she was going to be a rapper. And the world recoiled in horror at the thought of what that would be like. And she signed with... What's the record label she signed with? She's on Atlantic. Atlantic, yeah. So, um, is it Atlantic or Atlanta? Atlantic. But they're based in Atlanta, is that right? I think so. Yeah, so... um, They they sign lots of rap acts, as far as I know. Um, So, yeah, she signed with them and uh, started releasing tracks. And she's, like, pretty good at rapping. Uh, Like, definitely... Uh, has like a natural ability to to rap like a, a pretty good flow. I would I would rate her like a lot higher than someone like Macklemore, <clears throat> who's just very obviously not a good rapper. Um, so the the theory goes that this entire thing from start to finish has been a publicity stunt by Atlantic Records, who knew they were going to sign her and were trying to figure out the best way to promote her. And in order to um, cater to the uh, the, the the youths of today with the whole viral marketing shit and like digital sales and all of that you know mumbo jumbo uh, they decided to just go ahead and, and organize a slot with her on uh, known good doctor Dr. Phil um, and have him like react you know completely legitimately like that's it you think the audience are a bunch of hoes that's what you think they're a bunch of hoes um and yeah, so uh, the whole thing was uh, was a, was a a plant from start to finish. What do you think of that theory? I think it makes sense. It could be true. But I mean, it does make sense that they'd like <clears throat> decide that like memes are more popular than a white girl trying to rap. So if we make her famous, you know what I mean? Like, obviously she's famous because she's that. She's the cash me outside girl, mm. not because she's a rapper, but now she's good at rapping. So, I mean, yeah, I think if she just come out as like a little annoying white girl and started rapping, I don't think people would have taken to her. But yeah, because she's the meme cash cash me outside girl. It's weird. I don't when I when I think of her, I don't actually think of her as being white. Like it, that's never like if I think of Macklemore, right? That dude's a white rapper. Like he's so he's very. Like, Macklemore yeah, yeah. isn't going to be doing a fucking guest feature on Kendrick Lamar's album or anything. Like, he's not a real... Like, he, he has no, like, actual rap credentials. He makes pop music. He's, he's yeah, a bad he's a rapper. Song. Everything that he does relies heavily on hooks and um, and other people singing and stuff like that. Like, he's just... He, you know, in terms of, like, his, his weight financially and his uh, dominance in the charts and stuff like that, he's up there with all those guys. But in terms of ability and stuff like that, like, nah. Like, Macklemore is... is, is far apart from those um but when i think of of danielle brigoli i i actually do just think about uh how she compares with other rappers that come out of the online sphere um wow. and like she's pretty fucking good but i also think you have to know what she's like before you would be able to listen to her music and i think that's why uh, a label would be like yeah we'll put her on this uh, and everyone will get to see what her attitude is like uh, so that'll completely just diminish any ideas that she's just a regular white person that was like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper. And it makes... Yeah, because if you see a picture of her, like a still picture of her, I, I don't think you'd get, like, you just get sort of like 
snotty Italian American attitude. Yeah. And that would probably fly in terms of like I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. If I obviously like if they signed her as a fourteen year old girl that no one knows who she is, she's not gonna have cost them anything. So it's not as if it's any sort of big risk. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Um say take like the two like Jedward, for example. Um we're we're just two young kids that decided that they wanted to be famous despite the fact that they didn't really have a whole lot of talent and they went through with the whole thing and they got offered a deal and stuff like that but like everyone knows that they don't have talent and they're kind of a good example of what happens when you try to um instead of organically building hype for somebody that's jedward are a good example of what happens when you try and force hype on a situation and they're, it's noticeable that they're just not very good. Um, whereas with her, like she's actually clearly got a lot of talent. So it's really weird that the two, that all the stars would align and she'd end up actually being talented at what she does. Um, yeah, I mean, statistically, it's it's massively unlikely that she become famous and then also happens to be really good at rapping. Like, I mean, what's the chances of that? Like, it's more likely yeah. that she was really good at rapping. They noticed her. They couldn't promote her in a way that they wanted to because of a certain yeah. look that she had. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And and if someone were to say, yeah, but that's a ridiculous theory because how would they know that she would have gotten famous from the thing? Like, maybe they didn't. They just, maybe they have loads of shit like this where they put loads of people on TV and see how audiences react to them and that's their test yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's a not too dissimilar to like X Factor, is it really? Like you're putting these people on show, and you're kind of seeing what um, clicks, really, aren't you? Does, I mean, uh, ultimately, like fucking Simon Cow doesn't care who wins; he just wants somebody who's, you know, he can make money off. There's a fairly substantial history of famous people appearing on other things before they were famous too. Like Aaron Paul was on The Price Is Right. Um, Ollie Murs was on Deal or No Deal. Oh, he was, isn't he? Yeah. Ollie oh, Murs. Yeah, it's almost like they they want to be known, you know, because they already know they have something, like they have a talent, or they, you know, what I mean, and they're just trying to get that break. Imagine the next song title rapper getting big off being on Deal or No Deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are no English SoundCloud rappers, though, are there? Not really. Yeah more of an american thing um yeah. but yeah i think that uh i think that cash me outside girl theory is pretty fucking solid it's definitely not true but like <laughs> it's something that i i could probably successfully convince a lot of people that it is true and that's why conspiracy theories are great because it creates a world of lies for us all to live in and we all hate yeah. it so uh Aaron, tell us the Kodak Black one. I just found it and I forgot I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right, okay. So, Kodak Black <laughs> was arrested in, I think, January. Um, and the following day, DJ Academics, who is today's one-man equivalent of like TMZ, uh, posts a screenshot of... Rapper Kodak Black was featured in a, in some song. Uh, Kodak says, These people got weather control. Where the hell you think Hurricane Harvey from? And also, 
these people control the rain. <laughs> One and a half months later, Kodak finds himself with seven alleged charges facing 20 plus years. Many believe that these eye-opening lyrics are the real reason Kodak is faced with potentially false accusations. And then Academics um, captions it saying, maybe they plotted to take Kodak Black down because he was too powerful, influential, (laughs) and too woke. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they locked him up to clone him and release the clone back to us. Now it's getting somewhere. Now it's a theory I can get behind. Uh, what do you think of that, Lucemore? Uh, well, firstly, <laughs> I already know who Kodak Black is. Yeah, actually, Aaron, can you explain who Kodak Black is? Because I'm not really 100%. <clears throat> he's like some shitty rapper who's like 19 he, or he's, something. He's just a SoundCloud rapper. Is he a SoundCloud basically. rapper? Yeah, he is. But none of his songs are about killing himself. Uh, no, they're not. That's weird, because all the oh, other... Oh, it's hard to tell. Like, like, he's the one like, that doesn't speak why English. Why is he... Why is he relevant? Like, where did he, he come from? Like, this big song. You know? Uh, he, he got big in, like, 2016. But I can't think what songs got him there. You know what? He he had a song where Daniel Brugoli was <clears> in the video, and I'd say that's the only reason... Oh, he, he did, yeah. Famous. Um, he's loose more. Remember when New Metal came about, and it was like... It was really, like, obviously shit, but it had this huge Mm -hmm. mainstream success, and all of the lyrics were completely hollow, and even the songs that sounded serious were just about vague references to angst, but, like, none of it actually meant anything. Uh, So SoundCloud rap is basically that, except instead of, like, high-octane riffs and, uh, and sick, fast songs with rock rap beats... It's everything is as if you're on Xanax. Like, everything is just really slow, shimmering, like, glittery beats. And then this weird dreamlike talking rap about some weird sense of feeling that you've lost. Baseball cap backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's usually about Xanax or, like, drinking a lot or just being at one with your pain. And it's... Uh, yeah, so that's SoundCloud rap. Um, I didn't know that Kodak Black was one of those guys because yeah, Tunnel Vision was his big song. But um, normally, like when you ask me about a SoundCloud rapper, I'll like I'll be able to give you like one song to listen to at least. With Kodak, I would just say go to his Breakfast Club interview where he's wearing a balaclava, and they repeatedly ask him why he's wearing a balaclava, and he answers no questions because he looks like his brain is running on windows 96 <laughs> that's a pretty good operating system in fairness in fa- was there a windows 96 i think it went from 94 to 98 oh, come off it <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, i'm baffled by the fact that he even got in the fucking breakfast club in the first place like i think he just got out of prison all right yeah well this man is you know Slowly taking down, like, but but like, it's not even. A secret. <laughs> he does everything slowly. So. <laughs> it, it's not even a secret that they can control the weather. Like, they can control the weather in in Russia and in Singapore and in lots of places. Um, it's at great cost to the atmosphere, but like, it's a thing. Well, that how else would weather reports work? How would they know? 
Yeah, that's right. Weather reports <laughs> are controlling the weather. That's right. Um, during the recent beasts from the east, everyone was protesting outside the minister for weather, saying, <laughs> change it back, you've turned it too far. Um, what I will say about Kodak Black, like, having just Googled him, like, why is, like, a bunch of, like, new, like, old rap, I like, I like old rap, like, you know, I don't understand why all the new young rappers look like they've just, like, had a massive sesh on bath salts. Yeah. Like, why does Kodak Black and Little Pump, like, just look fucking I mean, mental? Kodak just looks like he's got herpes, but, like, look, look, I don't know, I think like, now... They all got, like, the, the, the way they look, like they have to look different because they think that'll get more attention, I guess. Who's the one with the red hair that you showed me the other day? Trippy Red. Trippy, so, like, just what the fuck is that man? Like, they look, they look. Absolutely, <laughs> he looks like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> they look fucking disgusting. Like that little Zan guy, or like Post Malone. Like he just like I don't know, just seriously take a fucking shower or something it's so weird they just look like that thing where something smells so bad that you kind of taste it in your mouth a little bit like i don't know it's really fucking weird soundcloud rap is really it it just seems like this seedy underbelly crawling out of mainstream rap and it's it's like i don't know it's ugly and i don't like it but i do actually like listening to it sometimes i just i don't like the idea behind it it's weird I, i i think um, I'm with Loose more on the whole. Like, I like old rap. Why is new rap different and weirder? And I feel like this is probably the first time in my life yeah. where I'm, I'm like fucking, I'm giving up. Like, I'm not gonna bother keeping up with pop culture anymore because it's clearly not designed for people like me. <laughs> it's... I don't know whether it's like because like we're the wrong side of like age-wise in terms of getting it, or it's just a sign of like the. I don't know. No, it's, not. it's just because, like, because now anyone can do it. Anyone can just start putting music on SoundCloud, and it's so saturated. They've got to try and look different so they can stand out. I think that's all it is. But yeah, but yeah. now they're all starting to look the same. Yeah. <laughs> like I, the fact that there's that there are like three different SoundCloud rappers called Lil Pump, Lil Zan, and Lil Peep, just gives you an idea of how fucking homogenous this entire thing is. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird. It, it's it's but it's weird in a way that I can't quite put my finger on, and that kind of makes me think that maybe I'm just. But then they all they all sound different. Well, Lil Zan. So, oh, I mean, Lil, yeah, Lil Zan a little bit, but like, they yeah, it's just their names. Like aside from that, it's all like there's there's not many people that sound like exactly the same. I mean the 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 weird thing for me is that future came along and started rapping with, like, uh, obviously people have rapped with autotune before, but Future turned it into kind of a thing, like a style. And he rapped about all the different drugs in the Xanax family and and talking about just being so numb that he doesn't feel anything and being Cody and crazy and all that stuff. And then SoundCloud rap kind of deconstructed everything that he said and made little trickles of his music. And it's like all the best parts of SoundCloud rap that I hear are infinitely better anyway when you just go and listen to Future in the first place. Like, there's no fucking need for SoundCloud rap to even exist because Future is better than all of them combined. <laughs> but don't listen to Future now because now he's just a yelpy young thug ripper. 
Yeah, but the great thing about him is that he released, like, fucking 17 albums yeah. in two years. So you can listen to him now, and you'll, you still won't even get to the back of his back catalogue, like, within two years. So it's, like, it just... I don't know. But he's just so much better. All, all the all the best SoundCloud rap, like, even the ones like Post Malone and stuff. Like, Cody and Crazy is a better song than every single one of Post Malone's songs, and it's in the exact same style. So, like... Just listen to that instead. I'm well, isn't a... it weird that we like live in like like that? There's that era end of the rap spectrum, and then there's like Kendrick Lamar, who's like political, yeah. kind of like, and that's like what you describe as like good clean rap, but it's not. It's but it's good. It's better rap. But then, can you even judge that? Is that like something you can say? What's better than something else? I, I don't even know. Like. You I can say a lot can. of things are better than Kodak Black. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've also got... Yeah, it's weird because there's like Run the Jewels who are like two uh, underground superstars and then they combine to become this huge mainstream machine. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's strange. It's uh, All this stuff is happening because of the internet and it's really fucking weird and like unprecedented. But again, I have lived through the time where... Limp Bizkit were dominating the charts and appearing on TRL every week and stuff like that. So I guess I shouldn't really be surprised mm-hmm. by weird things that happen in music. Um, it is a weird time that like internet is like we just talked about like fucking YouTubers wanting to fight each other to make money. Yeah. And, and also you've got SoundCloud rap at the same time and you're like, is the internet really good for us? Like what has happened? <laughs> like have we reached when? When did we reach peak internet? And it's now slowly going back down again. Say this about the YouTube boxing match thing, right? I fully respect the fact that they wanted to do it and they fucking did it because every single year, the the media falls for this thing where it's like, oh, there's going to be a, a a boxing match for charity between Chris Brown and like DMX or some shit, and like mm-hmm. it never fucking happened. Like there has never been a charity uh, boxing match involving two famous people. Like. It has yeah. literally never happened, yeah. and every year one of them gets announced, and people lose their shit, and it's like you, you gotta stop falling for this shit. It's not gonna happen. But uh, KSI was like, "Yeah, I'll do that," and then him and Joe Weller actually had a, a a proper fucking like full on event that was sold out and made so much money and was viewed so many millions of times. Like I, I kind of I respect that. I think that that's just a really good all around project that actually came to a nice conclusion instead of it being some publicity shit like so yeah yeah i do think it's weird when you start to ask why though it's yeah like, no, if no, I, no. I imagine like my old man like going like if if i'd gone i want to go to this boxing match and he'd go okay and then i'd go yeah it's between these two guys and he and then i'd tell them he's they're youtubers <laughs> and then he'd go why and I wouldn't legitimately be able to come up with a good reason why any of this is happening or why I'm going. It's sort of like, like, well, you'd, yeah. you'd have to, the, it, it's like justifying your decision to go and sing a song for karaoke or something. It's like, yeah. I really just want to feel what it's like to be a person singing a song in front of other people and be applauded after. Like, I want to yeah. know what that's like. I want some yeah. small scale taste of, uh, of what my idols get when they come off the stage and stuff. And that's what, that's what the YouTube guys were like. Except in a, you know, except instead of uh, fighting or whatever, it was just I don't know. I mean, people can 
educate me on the if I'm wrong about that, but that's what I think it is that they just had that mindset of what Conor McGregor is doing is super cool. I want to do. I, mean, I feel like they just needed the next thing after like the all the diss tracks in the summer. I feel like it'd been a bit quiet for us, so they that's just needed another fucking thing. Yeah, Jeez. something else. To... But the other thing with that was like, yeah, when all the diss tracks were going on, Atlantic was trying to sign every YouTuber that was. Doing it. Yeah, <laughs> so... that, which backs up my conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys see that Martin Shkreli got arrested? Or he got oh he yeah got jailed for like seven years or something. Mm. Did he only get seven years? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Um, He's a great oh, guy, didn't, right? Didn't yeah. to take the Wu Tang album off him. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 actually trying to. I think he's putting that out. Um, I don't know. Is he like selling the rights to it or some shit? Um, but yeah, I think that that is going to be released pretty soon. I I did see a good tweet. Like somebody said that like he uh, he's going to get killed as soon as he tries selling cigarettes to the biggest guy in jail for like ten times or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I like. I I really fucking don't like that guy and every time people try making um apologies for him that like it's it's so misguided like oh he just did the same thing that that big pharma does and that's true um but at the same time he like organized so many harassment campaigns online and all that shit and um I'm not talking about his prison sentence. I don't really, I don't really know the specifics of why he's in jail. I mean, I assume he probably belongs there because he did seem like a shady character anyway. He but, definitely uh, broke some kind of law. Yeah, dude. yeah. It's fraud, isn't it? Yeah, security's fraud. Yeah. Like the thing about people like him, like he doesn't fucking stand for anything, but he stands against stuff. Yeah. It's just that anti like 4chan internet troll thing. We're just gonna make people angry and then say lol butthurt it's just like i i I fucking hate people like that because they just offer no fucking like substantial input into anything all they want to do is tear shit down and laugh at people and like just i hate all of that like fucking mean-spirited like calling people like racial fucking uh, stereotypes and and stuff like that, and it's it's for no reason other than the fact that they just want to laugh at people who are mad. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah. Um. I heard a a really good uh, theory, and this was on Twitter a while back, and basically it is that Avril Lavigne is dead. Yeah. And was replaced by a lookalike. Um, and this is 100% true. Avril Lavigne is genuinely dead and has been replaced by a lookalike. So, mm. um, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, if, if you look at her, uh, if her, if you look at her songs from 2002 and compare them with 2014, she's like a completely different person. Um, so she was born in, in 1984, and her first album came out in 2002 when she was 18. A uh, little bit of side trivia, it was in my Christmas stocking that year, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, another thing... Yeah, until she died. Yeah, until she died. Uh, the, you know you know, the, you know, her track, I'm With You? No one sure. knows that song. I'm so. lost outside of Skater Boy, mate. All right, fuck all of you. <laughs> well, like, so you know the song Iris by Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah. Right, well, in the bridge to that song, there's violins that go like... Yeah, and yeah. I'm With You by Avril Lavigne takes that exact piece of that song and builds a new song around it. Um, and uh, as far as I know, she hasn't paid any royalties to uh, 
Johnny Resnick and the boys from Goo Goo Dolls. Um, so big ups to my boys out there. You haven't been forgotten. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Avril Lavigne was like uh, cast into fame at the age of 18, and that was like pretty overwhelming for her. So she hired a lookalike for... Um, so basically like that she could get someone to be like, hey, I want to go to the supermarket, but paparazzi's everywhere, so you go out there and pretend to be me. Uh, so that person's name is Melissa Vandella, and um, then one day Avril Lavigne taught Melissa how to sing and basically act like her. It was an entire like label plot to just recast uh, Avril Lavigne uh, as a different woman. And then um, in 2003, uh, I think that was when Melissa started stepping in. Um, Avril Lavigne suffered a bereavement in her family, and she was coming off the back of all the media attention and all of that so she lost her mind and Melissa stepped in and acted like Avril Lavigne for a few weeks and then over the course of time I'm not going to read through every single tweet here because it's a very very fucking long thing but I think Avril Lavigne either died or stopped or something and uh, has since been replaced by a lookalike so there you have it wow well um uh, what I will say is that officially there are like a billion podcasts in the world and this is the first time the goo goo dolls have been shouted out but <laughs> anyway um <laughs> we should talk about apple levine um yeah that's crazy i don't i mean is it she's still married to what's his face though or no 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 they broke up okay she's but been like, with all the greats uh but did Canadian she break rock. up with him post like, 14 like <laughs> Did did her imposter break up with? I I yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'd say Avril Lavigne definitely was the one who married Derek Wibley from Sum Forty One. Like they're a yeah. they're a proper match. They're both like pop punk superstars and yeah. stuff like that. I don't think Avril Lavigne would have married Chad Kruger. I'd say that was definitely the other one, uh, Melissa, exactly. whatever. Because Chad Kruger yeah. is the kind of guy that you identify with if you have no fucking recognizable personality at all, and you think that quoting movies is a substitute for a personality. Then you're a Nickelback kind of guy, and you go and listen to that music, and you're like, it's so true, I do want to be a rock star. Um, <laughs> so that that strikes me as very much a Melissa Vandela type move. Yeah. Uh, have we just uncovered a new conspiracy? Yeah, I think we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so exciting for us. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that that is actually fucking very, 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 very meta and clever because marrying the guy who sings about wanting to be a rock star because you're the one that wants to be Avril Lavigne. Oh, oh, Jesus. oh Jesus. That's... <clears throat> wow. Yeah. This podcast is getting shut down. I'm going to go to jail in the cell right next to Kodak Black. <laughs> the US government after you. <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking nerve agent going into your house right now. Oh, the Russians are going to off you. Yeah, well, then England won't send Joe Hart to the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Just Joe Hart. England's number one. Is that anymore? Oh, yeah. I'm so That's glad true. he got found out, because back in, like, 2012, I was fucking blue in the face from telling people that Joe Hart was so fucking overrated. He did in 2012. He had a lot of fucking clangers. But, like, I, I genuinely believe, and this is not biased, this is, I've actually done a lot of studying in, into this and stuff, so this isn't, a, this isn't an opinion that I've just come up with or anything like that. 
people in England only wanted Joe Hart to be their goalkeeper because his hair kind of looked like a lion's mane and they thought that he had a lion heart, like King Richard the Lionheart. Yeah. And that's the only reason that he ever became a fucking number one for that country. So That is true. We do base everything on whether or not we believe people to have uh, the essence of a lion yeah, or, or something to do with lions. Or, or the yeah. ability to install drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like like Jamie Vardy could only yeah. ever play for England. <laughs> yeah. Our, our toughness and whether we like people. Like we base toughness on whether we think they can install drywall. Like we all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a I can see like Tommy Robinson saying that like um yeah. I, I watched this fucking uh interview between Paul Joseph Watson and Tommy Robertson once because I hate myself. And I love punishing myself. And uh, it's just the two of them. Like, um, it was around the time Dunkirk came out, and uh, they were both bemoaning the fact that Islam has so many apologists in the UK. And Tommy Robinson was like, "That's it. I want to know what happened to this joke generation. I watched Dunkirk the other day. It was people sending boats across the channel, and now it's just <laughs> shut your fucking idiotic mouth." What was his point about Dunkirk? Uh, that, that people like, nowadays we, we have no we spine. We wouldn't send boats across. Yeah. But okay. look, like, Tommy Robinson is, like, best friends with Lauren Southern, who, like, shot a flare gun at a boat full of migrants. So, like, that, that like... It just, it, is that the woman that's apparently a man? Uh, uh yeah, I think she said something, like, oh, I'm actually a man. She's legally a man now. Yeah. That's, uh... The biggest humor the, the the biggest example of a sense of humor uh people on the right have is saying like did you assume my gender i'm an apache helicopter <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah count, count me out lads <laughs> that, that is really shit banter isn't it um so oh man my head is actually sore from thinking about how Avril Lavigne is dead, and her likeness. The weirdest part of that was her, like, just teaching her lookalike how to sing exactly like her. Yeah, yeah but she didn't really get it, did she? she didn't really nail that, did nah, she? See, she was a boy and he was a girl. Yeah. Can I make it any more obvious? Yeah. That's not the lyrics yeah. at all. <laughs> she was a boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, close enough. That's that's a crime in Canada <laughs> to say that now. Um. <laughs> Uh, stepping on landmines, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. We do one more and then close out the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, did you have a couple more? Uh oh, last one. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. good. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Dr. Dre uh hyped up Detox for however long, and it never came out. But he put. Kendrick on, so the theory is that Kendrick is detox. <laughs> okay. Why is the game not detox? It's a good question. Because Dre has lots of projects. Dre gives gives lots of new rappers like their start. So the game is the first one. Or is everyone 
like yeah, everybody we, like it, we, are, we are all beats, detox. detox yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh snoop dog uh john connor uh and anyone that dre has ever featured on a record is is detox, detox. yeah <laughs> it's a code word yeah I, do you ever wonder like are are dre and jay-z friends like you reckon they've ever hung out I mean, I don't think Dr. Dre looks like he hangs out. Yeah, that's true. Like, Jay-Z looks like he's got got some boys. Like, he's a dad. Like, he hangs out. Like, I just... uh, Dre is a a dad only in a technical sense. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like... Like, if you... No one's ever asked Dre to hang out. So he just... His immediate response is always no, because he doesn't know what it is. (laughs) they're just too scared of him to even ask like do you want to spend time with another human being no no i don't i want to what's what's crazy though is that i have this image in my head of dre rejecting that phone call and like he's obviously at his fucking beats making (laughs) machine turning the knobs up and down like no i can't making beats yeah yeah (laughs) that's all he ever fucking does (laughs) Yeah. No, Dre, you coming out? No, I'm making beats. <laughs> coming some beats. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit like uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. Very different. I mean, it, you could both you could you could say that they are the biggest two beat producers in the world. I mean, that's, you definitely could say that. So. Yeah. Russell um, Crowe is turning knobs up and down. I'm making beats. That's what he's. I, I, I miss the days when uh, Kendrick Lamar was just the guy who was on that game song that time to me. And when, like, I don't know, like 2011, and I could argue with people that the game is is the true voice of the West Coast at the moment. He's the only one keeping the West Coast alive. He was then. And now Kendrick is, like, fucking winning Grammys and, you know, like, winning. Well, yeah, because now Kendrick's bigger than game was his peak yeah i know and and my point is that i'm old and angry about that <laughs> but maybe that maybe that's why people are saying that kendrick i say people this one guy on reddit maybe that's why this one guy on reddit thinks kendrick is detox because dre like promoted it as if it was gonna be the best thing in the world and now he's given us the biggest artist in the world or whatever mm. Mm. did you know that drake was hired to ghostwrite on Detox. I know he said it. I don't believe him. Do you not? No. Why? Well, because, like, a man who had ghostwriters... Like, a man who couldn't write a guest verse for a Meek Mill song does not strike me as someone who would be writing on an album that spent 20 years locked away. But they're all sharing bars like they got the bottom bunk in a two-man cell. (laughs) Yeah. But what line. if Drake is what if Drake is detox? The line is mostly all swapping bars like you share a bottom bunk in a two man cell. But uh yeah, no, Drake was legit. He was flown in from Canada to LA to work for Dre. He got a check for six grand, he flew his girlfriend out, uh he started living up like a fucking madman and Dre was like, Nah, that you can fuck off with this attitude. You haven't made shit yet. Fuck off back to Canada. So Drake went back and then honed his craft a little bit more. Um as for the Meek Mill thing, I don't fucking know. Maybe he didn't want to give his A 
a material to a fucking fraud like Meek Mill who got fucking decimated by Drake in in a matter of two tracks and it took him like eight fucking months to come up with his response and by then no one even cared and now he's in jail so maybe Meek Mill wasn't even worth Drake's time so he outsourced that to someone else Meek had the better album that year though Mm, don't think so Mm. well I think what we've learnt today though is that Drake should be in jail because (laughs) yeah yeah. clearly a serial killer yeah yeah free code out you can't lock him up just because he's too woke like get the real criminals yeah. yeah. <laughs> too, too woke. What if, Free what if, Kodak, lock up orbs, I think is the... What if what if Drake also killed Avril Lavigne? They're <laughs> 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 both Canadians. Yeah. Maybe oh maybe she's Madonna. Whoa. If, if Avril Lavigne turns out to be Madonna, I I don't know. Wow. Yeah. But is Avril is Avril Lavigne Madonna or is the other one? The Madonna, because, like, you know, these are all questions. There's no these are all questions. Not <laughs> <denied. laughs> yeah. All right, we leave it here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've left it wide open, really, haven't we? Yeah, we you know? certainly have. Um, to all the listeners out there, feel free to send your hard-earned dollars to Loosemore and buy him a new laptop, because yeah, Lord knows he yeah. Hasn't received one since the year 1989. Yeah. Go to www.patreon.com/midnighthour, and if you find that website, um, you know, great because it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> it might exist. You might be sending them to that Christian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good night, everyone. Shout out to Google Dolls. Yeah, shout out to Google Dolls. I'm going for the fire, I haven't any money to purchase one, but I need a home. Old and tired, but working, need a good home. You shouldn't be alone. You shouldn't be alone. You shouldn't be alone. And you shouldn't be alone. You shouldn't be